Wilson. Drew, how are you doing? You know, just kicking it. It's a cool 70 degrees in D.C. today, much like California, I'm sure. Uh, how are you doing? It was 70 here in Massachusetts today as well, so I'm not going to complain one bit. You guys are getting the warmer weather. <laughs> and that right there is our guest, Nate Garcia. Nate, how are you? I'm good, guys. How's it going? Happy Tuesday. Glorious Tuesday it is. Another day close to the match. Exactly. <laughs> so, a lot of uh, exciting things have been happening. Uh, I guess uh, a couple signings have been taking place. I guess the... Uh, the Thorn signing of Henri is, is that official yet, or has that happened? Uh, the club hasn't announced anything, but ESPN published an article. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's not really too surprising. Anyone who's kind of followed the situation should know that's pretty much pending, just... As it has been for the last three months. Exactly. But, the kind of more, uh, out of left field signing was the Timbers winger signing of Jack Barnes. Oh yeah, I forgot to even put that in the agenda. I kind of forgot I about it. Anybody saw that coming. Uh, another, know, he's a, G, another GW signing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a Leicester City U21 player. He's been playing in the, uh, the third tier of the English divisions the past, you know, on and off on the loans. His highlights look impressive, but you got to also take and consider he was playing in a much lower division at the time. And he's, getting, he's never featured for Leicester, so, you know, it is what it is. Interestingly, you look him up on YouTube, and he's got a bunch of, like, goals and basically, you know, he's kind of a attacking winger type guy, yeah, but apparently he's played left back recently. Yeah, he, he's a very, uh, <laughs> at the minimum, he's a fantastic depth piece, because he can play in so many positions. So, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I threw this out on Twitter, and I got a lot of hate, so maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like, I mean... You're not going to get any bargains getting a player from England, right? So no, it's not like it's not like we <laughs> no throw a diamond way. in the rough here. I, I wouldn't think they're not. You know, Leicester's not going to let this guy go for. I mean, for he's cheap. also he has a relatively impressive resume. He was in the Manchester United Academy, which is a pretty good academy. You know who else was in the Manchester United Academy? Kenny no, no Cooper. <laughs> Actually, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> so was um, uh, crap, Jake Gleason. Did he come from Manchester United Academy? I think he he went on trial there for, like, a few months. I don't Honestly, think he was actually anyway, in the academy, but, no, yeah. Okay. Listen, we're not going to compare him to Kenny Cooper, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. So well, and, you know, Frank Sango was a Barcelona academy player, no, no, so... you got to take it with a grain of salt, but, I mean, there's something to be said about it. I mean... Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I mean, it's a good piece. I, I would... I guess what I was getting at with him being expenses... Probably relatively expensive is that it almost feels like maybe he's going to be a potential starter over Espria. Um, I just don't see that happening, realistically. Well, we well, haven't even seen the guy play yet. I can... no, you're not wrong. I just don't feel like you, you mess up chemistry with a new guy that quickly. I mean, I'm not saying could... it's happening tomorrow. I'm just saying no, no, it's down the line. If that's the case, and I agree with you. I mean, he could, you know, you want to have the competition to possibly, you know, just for the sake of pushing people better, but I'm not convinced he'll, uh, you know. Well, that and we have... We have other tournaments in the season, too, that'll exactly. Exactly. call-ups and whatnot. That's a good point, yeah. Open which, speaking of which, calf. I know it doesn't mean much because of the 42-man roster, but Adi got the call for Nigeria. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's good for him. A Nigerian Player of the Year, right? Uh, I Was Possibly. It? From, from Gold.com, yeah, he got Nigerian Player of the Year. No. I guess but there's still, probably I mean, not a lot of competition for that one. Yeah. Well, there's a 42-man roster, so there's people, apparently, I mean, yeah, bodies. Yeah. So. But Nathan, what does this mean for us? Like, if he if he impresses and these two friendlies and gets consistent call-ups, we have just Jack McInerney at forward. Like, what do we? I mean, did we did we do enough in the off season to get depth? I don't, I don't think, think so. Done, I don't think they're done looking either. So. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it, I hope so. Needs right. I mean, the perfect example is that uh, Porter only made one sub in the 87th yeah. minute. Oh, I was crying for one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Once it hits 60 minutes, I want to see someone running around doing some handstands. Right. I, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're right. We'll get to that later, though. Um, and uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up the open opening of the Double Post Bar, which apparently fellow uh, golden green and gold gator 
uh, Sean Ray was the first uh, denizen, or what am I trying to say, patron at. That's pretty cool. Did they give us specials? Did they give us uh, one more ounce for uh, five more dollars or something like that? <laughs> I don't think so. I think 12 taps is, you know, I guess that's, is, that's nothing in Portland, but... What is the beer price? What is the beer price at Gen Wells? I mean, Gen Wells, fucking Gen uh, Providence is there. Uh, when I was there last year, I think it was like eight bucks for uh, a Woodburn. I forget, it was the, uh, the brown ale, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, is that, is it really? I didn't I make it to a game there last, I last year, but... I beforehand, so I can't really remember a lot of what happened. <laughs> it's $10 at RFK for a Bud Light. It's a 24, yeah. it's a tall boy. Or it's a 24, it's not even a tall, it's bigger That's than pretty that. cheap, that's pretty cheap. So, so when I go to Joette... it's Bud Light. When I go to Joette, I think it's roughly like 9 for a 12 ounce. Maybe 8.50 for a 12 ounce, which is pretty small. Which I always thought was pretty ridiculous, because they have nothing good. Yeah, that's how it is at RFK, basically. Is we, we like to go early because uh, they have uh, the Champions Club, which is basically the season ticket holder. You can only get in if you're season ticket holder, and it's $5 Tecate Tallboys. No, it's not terrible. It's only until game starts. But I'm still on page. You can, you can make that time up and uh, make it worth it. Yeah. Oh, Andrew, by the way, I did get the time off, so I will be seeing you in D.C. in August. Excellent, man. Yep. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, D.C. away. Yep. Yeah. In August. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we're working on those uh, D.C. away sweatbands. <laughs> Making that happen. I take it it's hot in D.C. in August. I've never been to this. Oh, it's insufferable. It's just the humidity that kills you. Yeah. I lived in New Orleans for a year, so... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's much worse in New Orleans, but, you know, D.C. in August is... You know, it's like walking outside and getting slapped in the face with a wet towel. <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's get into so Nate, tell us a bit about uh, who you are. Um, well, born and raised here in the uh, Bay Area, a little town called Gilroy, California. The garlic capital of the world, because everyone says, oh, I've heard of Gilroy. Yeah, yeah, it's a garlic <laughs> Um, yeah, and, uh, I grew up here, um, and when I was the ripe old age of 25, I moved up to Portland. I, uh, enlisted in the uh, military and, the Coast Guard, and then I, uh, I was stationed up there for four years, from 2001 to about 2005-ish, right at the, uh, you know, the wonderfulness of USL, um, which we didn't have, but, you know. We got our trophy, so I'm not going to reflect on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, now I live back in the Bay Area. I've been uh, all over uh, Hawaii, Key West, uh, Louisiana. Um, but yeah, I'm back here in the Bay Area. So I guess how the question is, how did you become a Timbers fan? Like uh, you mentioned the, the USL days, but you know, how did you get into it? Ah, uh, yes, okay. So um, my buddy Rick, um, he. Uh, said, hey, buddy, you want to go do we, uh, a soccer match? And, you know, I've grown up, it was hard to watch uh, soccer growing up, you know, back before the 24-hour news cycle and stuff like that. Sure. So, you know, I went to, uh, I went to actually a couple uh, Clash games um, way back when, the San Jose Clash. And uh, so I was like, yeah, it sounds like a good time. So uh, we went down, and uh, I was hooked. There was maybe, uh, what game, I can't remember the game, but there's probably... Maybe about 2,000 people there, maybe. But, you know, we, uh, we did a little, a little pub crawl on the way there, and uh, we went down and stood in front of the dugout, and, uh, you know, it was handed a bucket or two and made some noise and, you know, had a good time. And ever since then, you know, I moved away in 2005, and I, just, I never stopped following them, never stopped watching crappy uh, streams, you know, on the Internet. And, uh, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I watched my uh, – what are you talking about? One of the questions was Timbers moments. That's how I watched the uh, the Sunshine Goal was on oh, yeah. internet internet stream in Key West, Florida. <laughs> but it was it was awesome. Yeah, I've been hooked ever since, man. Fair enough. Can't ask more than that. So I guess you know we have the upcoming game in San Jose. What do you like to do in that area? I and mean, what is I mean, for somebody traveling in, what would you recommend? Well. 
San Jose itself is it's a big suburb. Everyone knows that, right? Silicon Valley, it's concrete jungle. Um, but right outside, uh, maybe about 15 minutes of downtown is just the most beautiful, like hiking, bike riding, you know, rivers. You could, you know, you can imagine for this part of the you know, part of California. There's Alum Rock. Uh, there's the Almaden Quicksilver Mines. We see a bunch of uh, cinnabar mining back in the uh, early or late 1800s in the Almaden Hills. Um, but yeah, there's there's lots of things to do around here. That that I mean, if you want to go if you want to go downtown San Jose, um, there's a place called uh, San Pedro Square, which is kind of like the uh, up and coming kind of like little hipster scene down there. Um, but it's nice to see San Jose coming up because uh, there was actually nothing to do downtown for a long time. So that's kind of been a, a good thing. And I'm sure there'll be some ultras down there to heckle some people. Fair enough. So which, uh, which uh, Timbers Away days have you been to? Uh, my first away was Seattle Away. Um, that was the first game, I think, in the uh, – they still call it the C-Link, or they have, they have renamed it 50 times, times again. Uh, it has a the name. Clank. The Clank, the yes, Clank. Clank. Um, it used we to be Quest, the, right? Yeah. Yes, Quest Fields. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, um, we went to the first game that the Seattle and Portland played up there. It was pretty it was pretty awesome. There was maybe, what did they call themselves, the pod back then? I don't even remember what it was. It was something ridiculous. But there was maybe, maybe like 100 of them. And we filled that. We filled the corner of that place probably with like 3,000 people. It was amazing. Um, we, I think we lost that game, but we made a good showing. Um, <laughs> we won it uh, off the field. Right. <laughs> we win it in the stands. Yeah. Um, and I've been to L.A. away. Um, I did that when I was on a Disneyland trip, and they just happened to just coincide. It was awesome. Um, I've done Houston away. This is when I was living in New Orleans. Sure. Um, and Dallas away when I was living in New Orleans. I drove oh, – the drive from New Orleans to Dallas is the most brutal drive. It's like nine hours. And I did I did that nine hour drive. Slept in my slept in my car. Possibly I go screw it because I didn't want to drive. So it's, you know, a couple of drinks. But uh, then nine hours back the next day. So uh, let's see, Dallas, right? Dallas, Houston, LA, Seattle. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Have you done a San Jose game before? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the first the first Timbers game I went to against San Jose was when they were were. Uh, still playing at San Jose State. Buckshaw, yeah. No, no, not Buckshaw. Not Buckshaw? That's uh, Santa Clara University. Ah. Santa Clara State, or San Jose State, is downtown. It has a really, um, you have to look at the picture. It's a really small field, but it has these really steep cement walls that go up right off the edge of the field, and the stands, like, kind of, like, right up on the sides. But it's a terrible place to play soccer. Um, but, uh. First Timbers game there we went to was me, um, my brother, and my friend Rick, and we were client, uh, politely asked to leave about uh, the 70th minute. Wow. <laughs> what did you do to earn that? Um, cheering for my team. And the, other, uh, the people around us didn't like it. And we, there was no army. It was like the three of us <laughs> was, uh, just, you know, making a lot of noise. You know, we scored a goal, and, you know, we weren't being rude or disrespectful or anything, but... They didn't, you know, they didn't like it. And then one guy touched my brother, and then it got a little escalated. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> was so they, they, we didn't get kicked out officially, but we were kindly asked to leave. It's uh, odd because the San Jose fans are usually so cordial. To yeah, <laughs> that's what they're known for. Their yeah. manners, definitely. Yeah. Well, that was before there was ultras. I mean, this is right after yeah. they became the Earthquakes again because they got sold to uh, Houston, didn't they? To Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Real the clash. Yeah, those are my away games. And, uh, and then last year um, in August um, was, the f- was the first one at Avaya, um, which is like, you guys been to the stadium yet? It's a great stadium. We yeah. have not. It's a great, I mean, it's a great sight lines, great, you know, walk around. I mean, it's right next to the airport, so it's not like the best, like, view in the world, but yeah. it's, a great, it's a great place to watch a soccer game. And I'm hoping they have some tournaments there soon, but they uh, they put them at Levi's right now because they have to have the eighty thousand seats for the Copa America. Yep. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Stadium. If I have to if I have a choice to go to one of the few stadiums in this country, I'd love to go to Avaya Stadium just because it looks like it's a you know top-notch facilities, regardless of who it's for. What kind yeah. of what kind of beer do they have? Do you know? Well, they have that huge bar, Drew. I know they they advertise the bar, but I don't you care can, about the length of the bar. I the think sucks. A, a bomber of like Lagunitas or some other microbrew was like twelve bucks, I think. Okay, which isn't bad. No. Oh wait, what's the size? It's the uh, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, I have a twelve ounce in front of me, so it's like uh, eighteen ounces or six ounces. You know, okay. the big, it's like a tall boy. Yeah, yeah. they're good. Okay, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good beer, so. Cool. And they have a, uh, yeah, the largest bar is right there, and then behind that's just a huge grass area, like a lawn where they have uh, food trucks that line up, local food trucks come, and then, you know, if you've got kids, they can run around and tackle each other and stuff like that. So it's a nice, it's a good friendly environment there for sure. Excellent. So what's your, you may have already covered this, but what's your favorite away day that you've been to? Uh, Seattle. Seattle, Seattle. Always Seattle. Sure. We, we used to, uh, Back when we were a little bit on the poor side, we would drink. Well, I still have a Mickey's, but we used to drink Mickey's at the railroad tracks up there, and, uh, <laughs> and then walk to the walk to the clink. But um, no, it's great up there. It's always good to rub it in their face a little bit. Speaking of rubbing in their face, um, I'm not sure anybody's listening to this, but if you have, have Siri, ask Siri what her favorite MLS team is right now, and she'll say the underdogs, the Seattle Sounders, because they're in last place right now. Huh. I haven't that. I did that, and it was hilarious. Every laugh. That's awesome. Although it is her favorite team, so there's kind of a right. take there. But, yeah. uh, you guys want to talk about a uh, week one victory? Yeah. Yeah. How about that was, epic Tifo? It was like I think it's it my favorite. Cool. It was gorgeous. The color changing Tifo? Are you kidding me? Unreal. It's just that we just stepped the, it up. The coordination. Yeah. The hearts that are like, ah, uh, from top to bottom, you always remember your first, my girlfriend, right. who, like, barely cares about soccer, was like, that's really good. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, it's, like, it's just classic. And, like, it's, it's classic and classy. Like, there's nothing, you know, vulgar or obscene about it. It's, just, it's a classy thing to do. Yeah. Not like, we're back, or whatever the hell. Right. They did the, 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 the bully, the uh, the bully, uh, Tifa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never sound real good. They do, but. but yeah, no, ours is beautiful, and a and a good tribute too. Because I mean, I mean, I didn't get to go to the celebration um, last year, you know, the parade and the thing. But they never got, to, you know, they didn't get the time to put into it, you know. Like they just like, oh, they're coming, and then we're just going to be here and you know celebrate. So yeah. it was nice to see. Uh, you knew that was in the planning for a long time. And it was pretty gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, they did what like three tifo, four tifos, and. One month or something insane at the end of the yeah. season last year, so I'm sure they were pretty. The Tifo crew was excited to have more than a week or two to put their right. entire Tifo together. They have, imagine, like, they have to have you know making a Tifo down to a science at this point, just because of the cup run, like how they produce the Tifo every week. Yeah, well, I mean, the, you watch the interviews that the Tifo crew often does, and the designers and stuff, and you know, oftentimes it'll the idea sprouts. A year before, yes. yep. you know, so I'm sure they put a lot of thought into it, and obviously, I mean, this one was taken, it was a step further, though, with the color coordination right. and the switching, and uh, it, was, it was it was more coordinated than the national anthem this year, you might say. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit, uh, they kind of faded in and out of points, but, you know, nonetheless, it was still, still was nice when the army sings it. Yeah, I, and I talked to some people, and they said that they, I think the fireworks, kind of uh, had the different sides of the Timbers sure. army off, and so it threw people. True. Yeah, that is true. stupid fireworks. I, I also give, like to give a uh, shout out to the you fought the log and the log one. That was excellent. Yes, <laughs> yes. Poor Columbus. I mean, those poor guys have to sit so, there and watch as we unveil our banner. Do this on, epic Tifo. I, I want to start with this. I want to talk, talk about the game for this. So every time we've played Columbus, they've played the exact same strategy by committing numbers forward and whooping crosses in. And every time they've done that, we've beaten them two to one. They don't have a <laughs> as a team. They don't have a plan B, which is as good as Columbus is at their plan A when it's not against the Timbers. 
is really stupid as, like, as an organization. Like, I, have, I like Columbus. I have respect for them. But to not have a plan B when plan A doesn't work, I don't get it. Well, I mean, you can't expect them to change their entire philosophy. I mean, they have Kai Kamara, who's the but best header of the ball in soccer. If, you know, if you're breaking, and I should you know, it's not quite this extreme, but, you know, when you're breaking, when you're water breaking on rock, you got to do something different. I mean, that's... <laughs> It's not exactly well, how it went. It was tied for until the last ten minutes. You're not wrong, but say like in general, like they did the last thing when we, when we played them in MLS Cup and in September they committed a lot of numbers forward and they got burned because of it. And yeah, and this was a with a shaky defense. I mean, they they couldn't capitalize the same. I mean, this defense definitely had communication issues. You know, whether it being um ours or theirs. Ours. I think our. I thought ours was. I don't want to say incredibly disorganized, but they were relatively disorganized. I'm well, sure. Jermaine, yeah, I mean, Jermaine had a, a tough, tough part of the game, but I think he, he, he made some really big plays down the down the stretch. He did, and I thought he so. did fine. I mean, he was definitely, a, you know, serviceable. Like, it was just how, like, I know at some point, Charo was talking to uh, to Ridgewell about, you know, just not communicating. At some point, you know, they were you know, discussing stuff. Like, if that's what, you know, or, you know, a, uh, you know, Second string back line's gonna look like. I'm pretty okay with that. I was, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought it was gonna look much worse than that based upon our Chicago game. Yeah, I thought Jeremy Taylor actually did really well and had a really strong game, mostly because he was hung out to dry a lot by Espria, who but that's didn't, not, didn't get back. It was, uh, overall, I was okay with Espria's defensive abilities, but because I assumed he was not gonna defend at all. There were a few times when he did get back. Yeah, so yeah, it, it, actually he, so uh, Chara and um, I think, it, oh shoot, I think it was Nagby both had 16 defensive actions, or 18 defensive actions, and then Espria was third with 16. So he was third on the team in defensive actions, which is, you know, quite a few. It sure didn't feel like it at the time. Unfortunately, his I think his Pass completion rate was like around fifty percent, which is not not good. But and also, uh, also Char changed his boots. Oh, sorry. Yeah, ten yeah. Minutes sh- into the game, like yeah. ten minutes into the game, and he had a hell of a game. He was everywhere. He yeah, especially the second half, he was on top of it. Who's Will Johnson? I'm surprised. <laughs> he had a good game for Toronto, actually. But yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't think. I mean, I, I briefly watched on that before the Timbers game. I didn't think he was that noticeable. It wasn't just me, but I wasn't Will Johnson. Yeah, I watched the Red Bulls Toronto game. I just didn't think he was that noticeable. He really disappeared. Like I don't want to bang on Will Johnson, but he. Re- I mean, before he got hurt, I mean, but he really disappeared. Like in that later part of the season when he was playing. Yeah, there just wasn't room for him in the team anymore. I thought it was good on Sunday, and they went to Red Bull Arena and won two to zero. So you can't really. But yeah, so back to the- yeah. So for you know. We didn't mention this, but the Timbers ended up winning uh, two to one against a, uh, a pretty nicely placed Diego Valeri free kick and oh my a goodness. cheeky Fernando Adi tap in. And in between those two was a uh, just a absolutely beautiful uh, Frederico Iguain bicycle kick, which I was even mad about. I'm like, well, I, that's pretty impressive. I was I was slightly mad. I think. I think Borchers gave him a little bit too much space when, as he was running towards the box, you need to be right up on his back. You can't give him a room to turn anything. And Borchers gave him that, that yard, and then that's all he needs. Yeah, I, I just rewatched it right before we started recording, and I kind of forgot that he started that play too. So he hit it out wide, and then it got crossed in and uh, deflected, and he did his overhead kick because he just kept continuing his run, and no one fully picked him up. So... But to say, I don't think no one expected the bicycle kick because of, you know it wasn't quite at a clear angle. I mean, I give him props because I thought that was a beautiful goal. I mean, despite the fact it was, you totally argue that Timber's uh, defensive lapse, but it was still a nice goal. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he always scores sick goals. Remember when he chipped? I think <laughs> oh, it was Ricketts chip. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. 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 Seasons ago, maybe. Oh, I was dirty. Yeah. He's actually one of my favorite players. Um, him and him and Wando. Like I like Wando as a player, but. <laughs> I mean, what? I'd I'd take Wando. Uh, Absolutely, I mean, <laughs> hey, he's, he's so good. He's, he scores goals. So. 
They won 1-0. He scored better. They mm-hmm. did. They won 1-0. Mm-hmm. Which we will talk about in a little bit when we preview the game. But uh, So what do we think of the def- you know just the midfield as a whole? You know, the Spria, Nagby, Chara, Valeri. I thought Nagby was pretty absent. I was hoping for a little bit more from him. Uh, Chara had a really strong game. Valeri had maybe his strongest game in, I don't know, a year. Yeah, wasn't it really nice to see Valeri? I know, it's a full preseason. Like, he's coming right out of the gate with, uh, you know, guns blazing. Yeah, you could see he's getting a little tired toward the end, but, um, man, he just, he created everything. It was on every break. Uh, he was out there up front. And our, our counterattack is just so incredible. There were two or three times where, uh, of course they'd make a save or we get a block or something and it'd go to Valeria's feet and he'd just bomb downfield and either find Milano or Espria. And actually the best one was Nagby. Oh, the crossbar. Uh, yeah, oh, where he God, reeled off the crossbar. I mean, that went from our box to their box and like, Five seconds, it seemed like. Yeah, I think it's like Nagby did like sixty-five yards in under eight seconds. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's impressive. Like, good for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost did. more impor- impressed that Valeri did that run because he had the ball right. most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, he yeah. just operates in such small spaces. It's amazing. Like him and Nagby can just put it on a dime. Oh, speaking of speaking of putting balls on the dime, have you? Been watching Milano lately. That man is on fire. Dude, that, that the he, he's really set up that he set up that ball to Spria that he put back for for Adi. It on the outside of his right boot and it like curled over the back line. It was I was just dumbfounded. I was like I was like he has to make a perfect pass. Here it is. Boom, perfect pass. I was like he's 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 good. He's gonna he's be good. For um, I'm I'm not so convinced he'll ever be worth the five million. But he's improving. Like, he's definitely going to become an asset for as a winger. I don't see him getting benched this season. Unless, you know, I don't think they can't afford to bench him. I don't think I saw him make a bad we, touch on the ball the entire game. Like, every, every wait, his first touch, everything. Drew kind of mentioned it earlier, but he did kind of leave Taylor out to dry defensively. But I don't think you should expect Milano to be a defensive player. I think, it, I think the whole system will definitely be a lot more seamless with Cludie in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's the the problem is is that Wallace used to play way more defense than whoever it is, Espria or Milano that ends out on the left, right? So it's gonna be and and Viafania covered up a lot of those mistakes. So it's things like true. Now that I'm thinking about it, as you mentioned this earlier, with Bombi coming in or Bromby, whatever Bromby, he can play a defensive. He can play fullback. So. If he comes in and can, you know, play enough at an, you know, an MLS level right off the bat, maybe he kind of solves that defensive issue because he will play more Wallace style-esque getting forward and, you know, has defensive responsibilities. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about that guy. So, so he may, it sounds like he might be a good late game kind of sub along the lines of Jack uh, to, to shore up the defense because it did feel like, Towards the end, I was definitely wish we'd had a sub for Milano or Espria because. Well, it sound like if you looked at Adi, like when he was taking the ball to the corner in the last like five minutes, he looked exhausted. Yeah, he did really well delaying there, but yeah, you're right. It would have been nice to have some. Let's depth. talk about the, let's talk about the subs then, because uh, what do we have? One sub. The sub. The sub. The sub. <laughs> yeah. So and, what? The, when do we sub Drew? What the minute was? Was it like the eighty? Eighty seventh. We sent Valeri for Jack Dewsbury, which, you know, makes sense. Yeah. Good defensive sub. I, <laughs> totally makes sense. Valeri was gassed. Jack's, you know, solid substitution. I mean, I honestly, I would have done it ten minutes earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Right after the goal. I guess the goal is in the 79th, so right, I think right after the goal would have made a lot of sense. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Espria and Milano... While they were they were actually doing really well controlling the ball, which is as good I suppose in a lot of cases. Again, they're not the most defensive. That said, Espria when he wants to play defense is solid. He's just not great at tracking his guy back. I think Nagby should have came out also. Yeah, I, I was wondering if we were going to see uh, Zemanski for for Nagby, but obviously that sure. didn't happen either. But uh, yeah, I think that would have been a smart sub as well. 
But I can see, I mean, we got the goal late, so what was it, 79th minute? So I can yeah. see the reason he, he was trying to push. And they, I, I was tweeting, my one of my tweets was keep pushing. And two minutes later, bang. But And then right after that, exactly, right after that, you know, bro, let's get some fresh, uh, fresh legs in the defense. And, you know, speaking of the goal, I mean, can we just talk about Fernando Adi? Like, the guy's ridiculous. And I think if you ask me, I'm quite sad because I don't know how much longer we can hold on to him. It's because he is such a complete striker now. I mean, he's physical, he's technical, and he he's relatively clinical when he finishes. Yeah, his yes, hold-up yes. play was, was incredible. Uh, I mean, you, just, you can't muscle it, man. There's one specific clip when, um, you know, I think it was the first half, but, like, you can't muscle him off the ball. Like, he's just so physically gifted, but he can also maintain it technically as well. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating too, because he's that good on this hold-up play that he gets fouled. Call he gets fouls called against him because he's so good. Yeah, like, right. Just he's so, he's his positioning's so good. Yeah. Well, and you, you think like who had the best passes in the game? You always think Larry or maybe Nagby or something. But Audi had four key passes, which was the most in the team. Uh, a key pass is a, a pass that leads to a shot. So, I mean, that was the most in the game. So it kind of speaks for itself. He was just everywhere and. His hold-up play, like I said, like when you've got the players as fast as he does around him that he can just lay it off to, then it's uh, you know, it's well, all too do easy. You, do you think? Well, what's his contract at? Like, we have him for the rest of the year, and then he has his option to go otherwise, or? I think it's one more year after, the, so two years. Yeah. No, is it even two years? We signed him mid-season. He might be done in the summer. I don't think they have contracts in in the summer. You don't do that. I don't think. I don't think they do that. I think at the most we have them for two years, but I think actually only might be a year left. At the end of the season. Hmm. Are we just not going to be able to spend the money on them, or? We got them what the summer of thirteen. I'm mistaken. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, yeah, we might have for two more years. Yeah. I mean, if it is if he's out of contract at the end of this year, which I don't think he is, then they should definitely sell him. Just because they don't, I mean, he's worth so much, it'd be a waste to let him go on a free. The but, problem uh, is, like, who do we get to replace that? Like, he's so, in, you know, vital to our, uh, our, you know, our entire system of play. And I don't know who you're going to find to play at that level again. Well, Caleb and, that, and Gavin have both said that they ultimately see Milano as a true striker. But well, if that's the case, then obviously there has to be some kind of system shift, but... And we know GW likes his, his hold-up man on the front, because who do we have? Uh, right? Ugh, I, I, I'm glad I forgot his name. Jack uh, Mack? Our Scottish, our Scottish fellow. Oh, Chris Boyd. Boyd, yeah, yeah remember? He, he was the same type hold-up player. Not, definitely not as talented as Audi, but it was the same type of system, I think, that he wanted. That's what originally the plan was, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Chris Boyd much shorter. <laughs> but yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't want to run anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, one thing else, another thing I wanted to bring up is that, uh, believe it or not, the, you guys know the possession in this game was 60-40 in favor of Columbus? Yes, I did. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, it was, sure. they just had so many more passes. And but it, in every game we've played against them, they've had more possession than we have. Yeah. I mean, it's... That's what I was saying earlier, like, they don't have a plan B when their plan A doesn't work. And given, like, a lot of times it does work, so I understand why they keep going to it, but, like... When you're just tied 1-1 and, you know, you're committing numbers forward, why would you not try to mix something up to get a goal? Especially when, you know, it comes to the 70th minute. I mean, is no, it... maybe just me, but... Is it part of Porter's plan to stay stay narrow in the back and let let him swing the ball out wide and just, you know... Reggie had a couple good clear. I mean, everyone was clearing the ball out, but... Yeah, I mean, no, I thought we did actually quite forward. well in defense, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it, too, is that the defense was solid enough that it could create those counters where we, we got most of our chances, so we didn't have to possess it, because... Exactly. You're so yeah, two passes on the were in their box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, they're, uh, they had a successful cross rate of 13%, so tells you how effective our defense was. Right. That's all you need to know. On 32 attempts. Oh, and thanks, and we can thank the post again, right? We forgot about that one. Yes, yeah. yes, Eagle we can. Uh, yep. <laughs> Eagle Wines 
volley shot or whatever, whatever that miraculous thing was with the office book. Yeah. But uh, let's say, I thought Kawarzi had a really nice game. I thought he, uh, not quite sudden in his head, but, you know, he was good. Yeah, he didn't have to do much. I mean... He had a few really nice saves. He had to come out. He made that one quick run out that, uh, was it Iguain that was that, or was it... No, it was, uh, Kamara. He was right, it was right at his feet. He made a really good diving, uh, diving grab before he could get there. So there you go, Drew. Yeah. Well, if you want to read about, read something I wrote before the season started about how much I think Quarse is not very good, then you should check out my September season preview on AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com. And there's the name drop, Drew. Yeah, I gotta get it in every week. Uh, All right, so we won. We we won in March, uh, so that's fantastic. We get to do that in the Caleb Porter era, and there's nothing much to do, so we can just go home. Call a season. We, we won. Won again. Undefeated. Undefeated in March 2016. Exactly. We've never we've never been able to say that before. So, next game. This Sunday, Fox Sports 1 playing the San Jose Earthquakes. Let's give a quick preview of that. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the pregame shenanigans that are going on down there in San Jose. I'm just going to read from some stuff that I, that's posted on the Facebook group. But uh, sounds like tickets are going to be sent via email in PDF form on Wednesday night. Ops call is Thursday morning. Uh, you want to run through this, Nate? You're probably. Uh, I was going to say there's some. There's very few tickets left at, for the game itself. Just not. I mean, I don't think there's any TA tickets left at all. But. Where's the uh, away support in the new stadium? Um, it is. If you're looking west, it's. Up on the top left, um, gotcha. it's, it's uh, section one three eight, I think, or something like that. But uh, it's the top, it's the south south corner. That's what it is, south corner. I think that's the same as DC, actually. Oddly. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Parking lot opens at noon. Tailgate starts at noon. Uh, if folks have been, they're they're still gonna figure out, gotta figure out where exactly. I think that's gonna be decided on the ops call. But uh, most likely in the same spot that it has been previously. You know where that is? Last year, be uh, behind VIP parking in the uh, dirt fields. So there you go. And uh, it's gonna rain. Supposedly, right? Yeah. Let it rain, let it pour. Let Ryan pour score. <laughs> uh, and uh. A call to arms. If you have a canopy and you're going to the game and the tailgate, bring your canopy to uh, keep your fellow TA dry, if possible. They're going to have a few already, but uh, the more the merrier, I would say, right, Nate? Yeah, I'll be bringing one pretty decent-sized one, so yeah, if anyone can bring one, it'd be great. You know, not that anyone's afraid of getting wet, but whatever. Keep the beer dry, right? There you go. That's right. Yeah, we'll I be think. Uh, we'll be oh. covered inside, so enjoy it outside. Oh, is it? A, it's it's covered. Yeah, yeah they have a pretty nice uh, overhang from Sagan and Vaya. Yeah, if you uh, if you're in the uh, if you're in the away section and you walk the right down below is that's where the uh, world's largest outdoor bar. It's like right down right down from the section. It's like a two second walk and plenty of bathrooms. Plenty of bathrooms. Good to know. Very important. Uh, so what do you uh? You've been to these before. What kind of security? What's the security situation? They like escort you guys in and all that jam, I assume. Yeah, they escorted us around the back, the back entrance uh, last time. Um, along, there's a front main entrance, and then we, you know, they just keep us away from the ultras. And then they bring the ultras in last. So. And I assume they're on the opposite side of the stadium. I would imagine. Uh, they are on the west side of the stadium. So yeah. Like a, it's like a horseshoe if you they're in, yep. the, uh, they're in the bottom of the horseshoe. Got it. Cool. So avoid, yeah. avoid the ultras. I would say is a good. That's a that's a pretty good philosophy of life in general. Just avoid the ultras. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what uh, you gonna drive, Nate? Is that the recommended avenue for getting into the stadium? For folks um, here? pretty much. It's right next to the airport, which has limited, I think there's a bus that runs through there, but yeah, 
things. I think parking's like twenty bucks. I would say. Is there other than the bus? Is there any public transport option or no? Nope, bus would be it. Or Uber. Uber, there you go. Cool. And I heard there's going to be some homebrew. Ooh, I, this they were bringing some kegs. I, I heard some tweets about those. Well, rumor has it there's a there's a homebrew. It's going to be there. Nice. All right, so let's move on to the game. Did anybody watch Colorado San Jose? Yeah, I was I was working, but I I wasn't. Uh, it was interesting. So San Jose won one zero, Wando goal beginning of the second half, but it, it certainly felt like Colorado had the run of play. I think they outshot yeah, think them they, like eighteen to eight or something. It was more than that, like twenty four to eight. Wow! Wow! I thought San or, yeah, San Jose as a whole was pretty stale of a team. Yeah. I was a bit surprised that they they came out with nothing. Yeah, I think Colorado is actually going to be fairly decent this year. They got this guy Shelzen Shelzen. Gashi, who led the Swiss League in scoring the last two years. I think he's going to be legit. Let's have this um, new guy, uh, Jermaine Jones. Have you heard of him, Drew? No, his name's <laughs> Tim Howard. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Tim Howard, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Colorado could be pretty good. But, uh, but do you think that was Colorado being good or San Jose being bad? I think it was a little like bit San of both. I mean, to me, it was going to be like San Jose was bad. That's what I took from it. Yeah, I mean, at home you want to what? It doesn't matter what teams are playing. About fifty percent of the time, the home team wins. Uh, I saw them play a couple times last year at Avaya, and it was a uh, besides the Portland game, but it, it, they looked pretty good last year. I mean, they almost made the playoffs. But mm-hmm. Yeah, they almost beat some, us. Yeah, they had some decent counterattack going. So, and you know, Wanda was the most prolific scorer over the last five years. Maybe the. Yeah. Five-year span of all of them, unless for a single player, who knows? He's closing in on the top four in scores of MLS. So, dude's a machine, and maybe the most incredible thing is that he doesn't. He's not really a true striker. He plays a lot of wing for them. And yeah, he drifts. He drifts yeah. They'll be interesting. I mean, they have Bingham, who just got a call up to the national team in his first cap, I think. Although he's not amazing necessarily. They have Simon Dawkins back, who went over to the EPL for a minute, and. uh He's back with them after he was on loan. They got a solid team. Uh, Tommy Thompson, future yeah. USMNT guy, played in the whatever it was, U21 World Cup or something. Uh, Perez Garcia, really good. I think uh, he's right there. See, I don't, I'm not that high on Perez Garcia. I'm really not. I don't. I, I see third in the league been... last year in chances created per 90 minutes. Yes, yeah, the fact is it. You do goddamn statistics, Drew. No, I can't. The, the problem is they can't capitalize on those chances created. That was San Jose's problem. And toward the last, like, third of the season, they weren't doing that much with those chances. No, you're right. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of help besides Wando. And he, he's not, he may not even start. I think, I think he may have come off the bench in the last game. But uh, he's really good when he does play. They just play a really negative style that's... Well, it's very Route 1, you know, it's, yeah. you know, get the, get the ball into the box, hope Wando finds it, because he's clinical enough to put something away. That's really it. Yeah, it ain't pretty. <laughs> Thug their way into the box. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's not quite as bad as, the, you know, the Bash Brothers days, but that's just really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way, I think that plays into our hands, because we're going to counterattack, and it's... Audi's going to be able to muscle around their center defenders. Yes, I mean, especially they have Clarence Goodson and, uh, what is it, um, Victor Bernardes. And I will, Victor Bernardes Bernardes is really good. He'll be a good matchup for Audi because he's, mm-hmm. he's a big guy. Yeah, he's, he's, Goodson's that's that's big, too. That's what I was going to say. Bernardes, Bernardes like six something, right? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big boy. But I think God's Goodson's be, over six feet as well. They're both big dudes. That should be quite an interesting matchup to watch. But, you know, again, I think Audi can at least. When he's up against a physical match, I feel like his tactical ability can still overwhelm his opponent. Because, again, if he can't get through them, he can still lay the ball off to somebody else, and he makes pretty impressive passes when those happen. Or just turn in fire with his amazing left foot. Right. (laughs) Ridiculous. Hey, do we know who the uh, the referee is going to be this weekend? They released him, but I have not looked. Uh, Chris uh, Chris, uh, Reifer just tweeted it. Give me a second, I'll look it up. Just close the window. 
I mean, anyway, I, I think we the way the San Jose plays at number one. If they again, if they're going to come in number third, we're going to be doing the counterattack. And if they try to play, you know, a more balanced approach, you can put Char on somebody, and we can still manage to dominate the midfield. I mean, even through the wings too. I mean, I don't think speed for speed wise, they have something that's going to compare to a Spree and Milano. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Wando's going to be chasing uh, Milano around all day long for sure. Exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. It, 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 this maybe if Audi scores in this game, it's off our cross. I don't think it's going to be, you know, he's not going to be on a breakaway necessarily. This doesn't feel like that type of game. It, it sounds like it's going to come down the wings because, you know, like like we said, the center defenders they have are are massive, and so we'll have to beat them to the corners. Which with Esprit and Milano, which, yeah, that's I, very, is very Yeah, is, is probably it's the not best that route. Doable. Yeah. I mean, Jair Marufo. Is the center? Eh. Every MLS, every eh. <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you sum up pro, pretty much. Yeah, all the guys at PTFC Collective have been doing stories about each of the referees. I saw that. God, are you kidding? <laughs> yes, yeah, so if, if nobody's checked it out, uh, have a look at it. It's quite funny. Oh, and Rudy scored this week, didn't he? He did. Yes, he did. He scored for FC Dallas. I, I wish him the best of luck. I think it was a mistake to let him go, but we could not afford him logically. But Yeah, it was, I don't think it was I th- a mistake. I, I think they did what they had to do. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, you got to admit, like, FC Dallas is very scary with him on the team now. They were scary before him. Now It's crazy that they did what they did last season without a true goal scorer. I mean, besides Blas Perez, who's on his last legs. So, yeah, they're, I think they're the best team in the league. Although they did lose Fabian Castillo for a few weeks, which is no good. Yes. Oh, that looked nasty. So you, before that, like, you know, you got to be like, Dallas looks scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've looked scary for a season and a half now. So I'm going to be very interested in FC Dallas and Champions League when that comes around for them. I mean, that's a team I'm going to watch because they have a team that seems like it's primed to do well in Champions League, especially with all their, uh, you know, South American and Central American talent. Yeah, the problem with them, I would imagine, is going to be that if they make it to the second round and they end up playing any Mexican teams, that they'll be playing away games at home. I know, right? Yeah. But that's, I guess, further down the line. Um, we, should, right. we should do a TA field report from uh, Guiana or... You know, Columbia or whatever the CONCACAF Champions League game is. We'll get right on that, Drew. I'm sure we have many adoring <laughs> fans. I guess we don't even know the schedule yet, but, you know, just keep it in mind. So, so do you think they're going to run the same lineup on uh, Sunday? I think so. Yeah, I don't see Cody being ready enough to... Unless someone play. got hurt, you know, unless Espria re-hurt his ankle or whatever. I, I just don't think we have the depth right now. I would I would imagine we may see the sub a little earlier just because we're not at home. Yeah. And maybe a Zemanski on for. A Grabovoy. Oh, Grabovoy! I kind of forgot about him. That would probably make more sense because he could he's more of a wing player than. Yep. Zemanski obviously. He could sub in for the wings or one of the central guys too if he had to. I'm actually a little bit surprised we didn't sub him in, in the Columbus game. That's what I was. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking about it. why didn't we do that, but. Yeah. We won anyway, so... I totally forgot about him, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I think I think, I think think that's a smart take. I think that will probably happen. But do you guys yeah, think we'll use all three subs? I don't see who no, else we would use. Them. I see two at most. And again, it's probably Jewsbury and maybe Grappa away. Yeah. Depends on the scoreline, too, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess if we had to, we could possibly put, like, a defender and bring McInerney in if we're losing. That's true. I wonder if the although this feels like a game where it's built for Adi to hold up the ball. It does. But I mean, I guess if you had to, like, you could totally go three in the back with subbing Powell off and go Borchers, Ridgewell, Taylor, and put McInerney up top too, and come to get three-five-two. Well, how how deep are you giving the ball to Adi to hold up though? Are you giving him like to no, the top yeah. of the box, or are yeah. you gonna do like you know, run off him maybe like on the midfield or something? But. I don't even know if we'll get to that third sub. Who knows? 
predictions on how how long it takes in the season before we sub in. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Might be the third game before we get to Columbus, our fourth sub. Columbus did theirs in like the like 80th yeah. minute, right? I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did three before we made a sub in the game at all. <laughs> that all we got? Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything to be said. All right. Uh, be safe in uh, San Jose, everybody. Enjoy the tailgate. Remember, stay away from those ultras. Ah, yes. Keep right. keep those we'll scarves tied tight around your necks so they don't steal them. Oh, scarves! Yes, there'll be some. Uh, there'll be few, but there'll be some of the green and golden gate scarves available. Nice. Uh, yeah, those are those are pretty scarves. I really like those. Yeah, they, they turned out really nice. So I think they're fifteen dollars. You got to get there early, or you're going to be paying another TA for twice the amount. <laughs> yeah. Don't or bring some good or bring some good ones to trade. There you go. Yeah, I do. Don't buy it off eBay. Oh no. Uh cool. Alright. Uh Nate, thanks so much for coming on. Much really appreciate it. Man. Oh, thanks for having me, Drew. Awesome. We outie here, Drew. <laughs> go Timbers. <laughs>